This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. You're listening to the Millennial Balance podcast right here on 105.9 The Region, exclusively part of our Discoveries block. I'm Shaliza Vakit. I'm Afwa Ba. And December, meaning it's almost the end of 2022. That's crazy. Man. Christmas is in like like two weeks, give or take a few days. That's wild. I am. I'm just at a loss for words. I know. I can't believe how quickly this year has gone by. Yeah. Or was it like all of the events that happened that just made it feel like a whiplash year? That's true. It's. I think it was just events and everybody trying to make up for yeah. missing out on events for the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. I was like, oh, the sun's out. Oh, going to be up from 12. Outside. We <laughs> outside. I don't got no friends. I'm still going outside. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm your friend. Yeah, but you're always doing stuff. Yeah, well, is this well, another like, you know, what? I'm not guilt tripping you. I know for another episode. This is OK. <laughs> let me just tell you that Afwa is the kind of person who just gets in her car and like drives to a waterfront yeah. by herself. Yes. Without even telling We're anybody in the parking lot. Yes. With the Burger King nuggets. Oh, we know. Okay. Hashtag two ninety nine. You're not doing that today. <laughs> no, we're no. not doing that today. No, we're going to Taco Bell. Oh, OK. Yeah. I was going to say that we were going to get coffee. You get the coffee, I'll get the talk Because about. what is December without a holiday drink in hand? Fair enough. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I'll leave it alone. <laughs> but uh, if you want to spice up your coffee, make it even fancier. Have you seen like these latte art artists on Instagram and stuff like that? It is gorgeous. Like you almost, right? you just want to buy it and just stare at it. You don't right? want to touch it. You don't want to drink it. You just want to look at the artistry and like whoever did it and just, just wonder like how they came up with the concept and everything. Right. It's absolutely crazy. And an, uh, an artist specifically who's blown up on social media, Brian mm-hmm. Leonard, AKA Barista Brian. Look at you, Barista Brian. He's like, joining us. Yes, he is. And Brian, you're in New Brunswick right now. Ho, 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 ho. It's, <laughs> it's me, the Christmas latte artist. Cafe Kringle. From New <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to be talking to you both today. We're so excited mm-hmm. to have you on. And like your latte art is absolutely like amazing. Like Gorge. I-, I couldn't even draw that on paper. Never yep. mind, like put that in, in milk foam. Yep. How I got did you, yeah. Like, how did you even start doing this? I was bartending in Toronto and I started to learn how to make specialty coffee and I just loved lattes. And I thought that was really cool how you could pour a heart into a latte. And I uh, just kept like doodling and kind of trying new designs. And I started to draw my friends' faces, like very basic, just like a few lines, little scribbles pretty much. But people loved it and I loved it too. So I just, you know, kept doing it. And pretty soon I was like on TV. <laughs> I feel like your definition of basic is very, very different than ours. Yeah. Like basic is like stick figure basic. And like when I say basic, I mean, my stick figures tend to flop. So I'm just trying to figure out how did you get like, you know, is it the penmanship, like the hand to be able to realize that, you know, you can craft these things into 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 drinks? I think I was naturally good at drawing. Mm. I only drew as a kid. And that's like the extent of my art training is like one week in middle school at an animation camp in rural New Brunswick. No way. And uh, yeah. And when I started to do lattes, that's when I was uh, like really started to draw and rediscover my ability and also then to start painting with color. And it's just been my own, 
you know, journey of what do I think is possible or what is the limit in a latte of what I can create. And I keep surpassing it and surprising myself. And I'm honestly like shocked, as shocked as anyone. When I look at pictures of my latte art sometimes, I'm like, how did I, how do I do that? How did, how is that in milk? Like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it doesn't, but it's amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's like the most unexpected surprise of my life is that I would be a latte artist and that I found this medium that just really works for me. And it's no one's taught me how to do what I do or showed me how to take food coloring and a wooden stick and paint the Mona Lisa. You know, it's like I've just had to figure it out as I've gone. And, and that's been sort of like my whole career as a latte artist has just been me figuring it out as I go, like figuring it out, okay, now I'm doing events. Well, what does that mean? And now I'm working with uh, PR agencies or event agencies. What does that mean? Or what does it mean to go on TV? And and how do I do that? And, you know, how do I grow on social media? It's just been a lot of figuring it out on the fly. <laughs> and I'm still figuring it out, you know. Take us back to when you first started. Do you remember the first drawing that you did on a latte and what inspired that specific piece of art that you chose to do? Uh, well, the first thing I remember doing as like a shtick was someone would order a cappuccino and I would make it. And just as I'm presenting it to them, I would say, I'm sorry, I didn't hear if you said cappuccino or cat Pacino. <laughs> and there would be a little like little cat face in it. Oh, but literally, like I, I did that like three times a day. You've also you've pr presented your art to multiple celebrities as well. That is so cool. How were those experiences? And if you don't, if you can say who was like your favorite celebrity to encounter? Yeah. So that's another shock of my career as a latte artist is that very early on, it became like a celebrity experience. And now I've performed at, you know, film festivals and award shows, and I've gone to Hollywood many times and become like a familiar face in that community, which is really nuts. And yeah, who is my favorite? Oh, man, there are so many good ones. Hillary Clinton's a good one. Ooh. She she called me a genius, as did Meryl Streep, which I like talk about way too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep talking. We are yeah, here I, for it. I just can never leave that alone because, first of all, who even meets Meryl Streep? Nobody, mm -hmm. right? Second, who gets called a genius by Meryl? Probably me and maybe maybe there's someone else out there. but Right? Is yeah. the queen, literally. So I just remind myself of that when I get caught up in, like, what people think about me. I'm like, are they Meryl Streep? And no, then who cares? You know? That's right, right? <laughs> Move along. Yeah. Move along. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Brian, so I'm sure there is like a specific art form that you use to to create your art quickly. I'm sure that there are ingredients that need to be used. So what are the ingredients that you prefer to use and how stressful can it get if you don't have those available? I use, it has to be a latte and or a steamed drink of some kind. So the really important part for me is the milk. Uh, it has to be steamed to create foam. And there's a certain technique you can do called microfoam. And that kind of gives me the right canvas. And uh, a latte traditionally is espresso and 
milk, steamed milk. So those two things, and it's a little bit of chemistry involved with the acidity of the coffee being used as well. Uh, I like to use milk alternatives a lot. So, you know, there's different milks that work really well. Some don't work at all and it can be stressful. I have showed up to things where they didn't have the right milk and that's where I become like a diva. Like I can't work under these conditions, <laughs> but it's true because it's a really specific uh, thing that I do and for the paint and the color I use food coloring like traditional just like regular food coloring that uh, I put into a watercolor palette uh, like a to hold the, them as paints and then I have a modified bamboo stir stick that I paint with and those I usually steal from Starbucks. Don't tell, but that's how I, <laughs> just, that's how I, I keep things. just told everybody. I know. But that... Permanently borrowing, Ryan. <laughs> permanently <laughs> right. borrowing. Hey, listen, I always buy something and then I just grab a few stir sticks. There you go. You're giving them business. It's fine. Yep. And it it's what keeps it like fun and like, cause sometimes like I wouldn't be in this career if I wasn't like enjoying it or passionate about it or if I didn't love it. And Sometimes it can get quite serious and there's like a lot of pressure involved sometimes. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes I'll, uh, you know, be getting off a plane and I'll just go to the first Starbucks I find and steal some stir sticks. And that's what keeps <laughs> me like, <laughs> keeps me have some extra keeps tools. Light. Yes, <laughs> keeps you grounded. Keeps it fun. Oh, oh my gosh. They're never going to sponsor me. That's fine. I'm, it's okay. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Brian, I want to circle back to your art a little bit. So back in 2015, you were trying to get a Taylor Swift piece perfected. Did you ever do that? Oh my gosh, really? That's nuts. Yeah, that's ringing a bell. That's <gasps> oh. so funny. Uh, so I did a new Taylor Swift this year mm. because there was this TikTok trend going around um, with her Wildest Dreams Taylor's version. Okay. I did that. And just like zoomed in on a latte I made of her. But the craziest thing happened at the Toronto Film Festival in September. Her <gasps> boyfriend, Joe Alwyn, no. walks into Deadline Studio where I'm making latte art for the festival. He was there to promote uh, a film, Catherine called Birdie. He comes up to me and I make, so I, I make him a latte with his face in it. And I say a joke. It's a cup of Joe, right? <laughs> but then, this is an exclusive. Then, do you know what he said to me? What? Oh, yeah. I've seen a lot of your videos and photos before. It's really cool. What? You collapsed, didn't you? I mean, I would have. Well, I was, like, I was like, what do you mean? I mean, I didn't act like that in the moment. I'm sure yeah. I was... I'm sure I was cool and chill. I had a red beret on, so I probably was feeling my vibe. But <laughs> um, yeah, that to me was nuts because um, like, what does that mean? You're like, you know, at home with Taylor creeping my Instagram. Yeah. Like, weird. No or, I mean, she was she was here briefly for, for Tiff as mm -hmm. well. So she was. I, so we probably was like, hey, look what I got done today. Yeah. You know I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Took back he did. To the hotel. He took, he did post it on his Instagram story. So that was pretty cool. Ooh, that is so cool. Yeah. So almost there, just waiting for Taylor next. But You're so close. You yeah, know I know. So close. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just wanted to ask sort of in general, I know like you have such a skill and like a talent, but 
I mean, as you've been evolving, have you looked to other sort of um, people or latte artists in terms of inspiration or in terms of sort of improving your craft? Uh, definitely. I see things online a lot. People tag me in uh, other latte art and um, I just love to see people trying their hand at latte art. And I, I love when I see people that have been inspired by my work because that means a lot. And uh, as someone who just like figured it out as I went, you know, so I, I appreciate people doing it because it also feels like they're just figuring it out with what's around them. And that's how it was for me. It's like, well, what is around and how can I make something? And so it, it always looks different and people have different palettes they use. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And, and I definitely get inspired. Uh, there's one guy named Michael Breach and he is a latte artist from America. He used to live in New York and I think he's in Hollywood now. And uh, he inspired me a lot early on. And then I got really good. And then he blocked me. And now we're now we're enemies. But I, oh, I'm boy. A, <laughs> Michael Breach. But I talk about him a lot, honestly, in because I, I just uh, I'm a big fan of his still. And um, sometimes he like will pretend to be me, like if I meet Harry Potter and he'll change his profile picture to a Harry Potter latte he made. Things like that. This is another episode. <laughs> I know. I guess. I guess it's safe to say that no industry is truly drama free. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not all just milk and coffee. There's a, there's there's some hot tea as well. So. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Okay. Yeah. Brian, you were just coming through with the one-liners today, right? like this. <laughs> we yeah. are here for it. Oh, good. <laughs> Brian, thank you so much for joining us. And if uh, our listeners want to find some more information and want to follow you, I, you did mention it before, but why don't you mention it one more time? Yeah, I, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at Barista Brian, Brian with an I. And on TikTok, it's Barista Brian Leo. Um, and yeah, I would appreciate your support out there. <laughs> and <laughs> thanks a latte. As I say, famously. There is another <laughs> one-liner. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, enjoy the holiday season. Enjoy all the holiday art that I'm sure you're so busy creating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we, yeah, you... I, th I think we need a second episode for all the tea. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I've got so much. So <laughs> call again. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Brian. And thank you for listening to this edition of the Millennial Balance Podcast. Do you have an idea or a podcast to share? Send it to us here at Discovery, the radio show for podcasters on 105.9 The Region. This is Mental Health Moments, the podcast dedicated to breaking down barriers and sharing your stories. Brought to you by 105.9 The Region. Hey there and welcome to another episode of Mental Health Moments hosted by yours truly, Phil McGabe, and brought to you by 105.9 The Region. As always, before we get into today's show, did you know that Discovery, the wonderful uh, program that hosts this podcast, is what well is Millennial Balance, which you just heard? You can get Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, on all major podcast platforms. Google, yep. Amazon, yep. Spotify, yep. It's true. Check it out. I turned 31 the other day, and yeah, yeah, happy birthday to me. Anyway, the reason I uh, start by bringing that up is because it was kind of the catalyst for today's topic. Dealing with the pressures of expectations versus reality. 
whether that be external forces pressuring you or maybe you're not where you wanted to be. But all of that to say, joining me now is Shaliza Backus, who we literally just heard on Millennial Balance. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. And the tone is a little different this time. Now, I wanted to get the, the deep philosophical stuff out of the way. Are you happy with where you are in life and vice versa? Did you think that you would be further along? In some ways, yes and no. I'm not going to lie. And I feel like that is the case for a lot of millennials right now because there are so many factors that are affecting where we want to be in life. You know, we literally cannot afford anything right now where a lot of us are highly dependent on our parents. And if we're not, then we are literally struggling to make ends meet. We're uh, living paycheck to paycheck. And then we've got all of these social media factors influencing us as well, where we see people our age and younger than us even at places we wanted to be in. It's just like something we're striving to reach for and we can't quite reach it. And it's kind of dangerous as well. You know, we look at social media and correct me if I'm wrong here, but there almost seems to be pressure on women to look a certain way, behave a certain way, that all of your Instagram posts have to be just bang on, the filters have to be just right, the angles have to be perfect. Is that fair to say? I think it is, but I will also say that it's becoming more and more of an issue for males as well. I think there are a lot of dudes on Instagram and on social media and things like that who are, as they say, stunting for the gram and using those same filters. And, you know, body shaming works for both genders for anybody. In, in that case. And for no matter who you are, no matter what you identify as, that is a problem. And it doesn't matter what you identify as. If you are big or you're fat, people are going to not be nice about it. And it's unfortunate because, you know, we live in a world where we're trying to celebrate diversity, diverse body types, diverse skin, all of those things yet we're still getting torn down from it. And that really does affect people's mental health. You're trying to attain something in your life. And that comes back to your original point where it's like, did you think you would be here in your life? Did you think that you would be underweight? Did you think that you would be overweight? Did you think that you'd be dealing with all of the issues that you deal with in your everyday life when you were a little kid? No, but that's okay. And a lot of the times, the world we live in makes it feel like it's not. I keep going back to physical appearance just for the fact that it's easy to, to pin down. And yeah. it's so easy to look at someone else's life and think, oh, they've got it perfect. Mm -hmm. Somehow, the, the success and the appearance of others, for some reason in, in society, we, we think it somehow takes away from our own successes. Yeah. And that's, it's so unfortunate because I, I say this all the time, everybody has their own path and you might divert from the path that you originally set out for yourself. But again, that's okay. Everybody is going to end up at their end point some way, one way or another. And we can't let other people's successes bring us down and other people's successes also don't diminish your own successes. Absolutely. Now, pivoting a little bit, when I started to get the ball rolling, kind of conceptualizing this episode and putting pieces together about things I wanted to talk about, uh, a movie trope that kept popping into my head is, you know, in God knows how many movies, there's always a teenager that works for their family's business is always like, oh, I just wish I could go live my life with my friends and blah, 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 blah. I don't know if you've ever worked at, at a family business or what have you, but I do know that 
uh, you you had a very different upbringing than myself, and I wanted to ask you throughout your life, and perhaps this is common, perhaps it isn't, but throughout your life, did you almost feel pressured by your family to behave a certain way, look a certain way, and you know, further to that, you're a, you're a young woman of color. Was there a certain expectation that because you're a young wo- woman of color, that you have to do certain things and c- carry yourself in a certain yeah, way? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I come from you know a rather I won't I won't say like completely conservative, but you know uh, more of a sheltered family, I should say. And let me tell you, like my parents are Caribbean, they are Muslim background, and there are certain things in a Western world where a kid growing up wants to do, and it's not appropriate or you're not allowed. You have to ask your parents for permission, and they kind of like look down on you if you do things differently than the way that they would have and again that also really messes with your mental health and your well-being as you're a kid growing up because you see everyone you know live in their life getting to not necessarily do what they want but getting to experience things that you would think are normal and then you're kind of standing in the background it's like well I'm not allowed to do those things or my parents think that's unacceptable or my family's going to say ABC about me. And again, that comes back to, and I think uh, for lack of a better word, shout out to all of my brown people, the what would people think ideology comes into play and that's often a problem and you're just constantly second guessing yourself and you're not able to live your life to the potential that you want to just because you're afraid of what your family's going to think or what people are going to say about you. And that sticks with you for a very long time. I'll tell you that much. Well, and I was going to save this to later, but it's kind of a perfect segue. I I think about the fact that you and I are both in separate um, or that we both have relationships and committed mm-hmm. relationships and what have you. And I think about the fact that I'm a white male. You're a, as you said, you're a, you're a brown woman. You know, in some cultures, in some scenarios, there would almost be pressure to make sure that that kind of relationship doesn't happen. Yeah. It, um, obviously, you've got a, a lovely partner yourself, and I've got a, a fiance on my end. Was there ever kind of pressures to be like, well, no, you have to date within a certain box. You have to, if you're even talking about marriage, there's not a chance that this, this, and this happens. Was that the case? 10,000%. And without, I mean, I don't really want to get too much into it because it's just not a conversation you really want to have or bring that up right now because I feel like that will trigger a lot of people. But that's fair, definitely yes. the case. And uh, it, it still kind of continues to be a case the case for a lot of people in my situation. And I don't know if it comes from ignorance or if it's just the unwillingness to accept a different and Western world, but that definitely is still an issue for me. And I'm sure it's an issue for a lot of people. And I will say also you lived with your partner before you got engaged and you were able to do that. Whereas I'm not so much. No, I, I can't imagine that happening. But that's why I asked, because, again, from from my perspective, I don't have those challenges. I don't have those experiences. So that's why I keep bringing people in to share those ex- experiences, because they would just come across as fake if I were to try and reference them. I don't know if this is the same for you, but it's something that I kind of struggle with. It's the idea that regardless of where I am in life, uh, using now as the example, I always feel like I, I should be doing more, like I should 
be accomplishing more, like I should have a better paying job, like I should have my car fully paid off. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that, that laundry list of things always seems to grow. Is that the case? And do you think that that's common amongst us young people? I think it's definitely common. And I think and shout out to all of the people who are doing those things like congratulations to you, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. But it goes back to my point. You shouldn't let other people's successes diminish your own successes and your own goals. You know, we all have our own path. We're all going to get there. And if we work smart and do the things that we're supposed to be doing, everything will fall into place. And I think that's something that we often forget. And it's it's easy to forget because I'm going back to the social media reference again. Mm-hmm. Everybody, we live in this, in this Instagram culture where everybody wants to post the best part of themselves, their best successes. Of course, you want to stunt on people. Of course, you want to show that off to people. But on the other side of things, you know, one thing I will say, there's probably a lot more things going on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you know, so keep that in mind as well. But I think that we should be celebrating other people and not being and not be brought down by other people's successes. And like I said, you will get there. And yeah, OK, it's 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 hard to have a high paying job and the people who make six figures, you're obviously going to be envious of that. But I think we just kind of need to humble ourselves and be happy with, with what we've got, because we've also got a lot more than than other people do. Well, and that's kind of the key here. That's something that I try and put in perspective throughout the entirety of mental health moments is that you have your challenges and that's OK. And you will continue to have challenges more than likely. And but other people not having those same challenges, like that's also okay. Mm -hmm. You know, if someone can go through their day without having an anxiety attack or bouts of depression or what have you, that's okay. They they can do their thing. And the same applies to this conversation here in the sense that, you know, we need to be able to look at the lives of other people and still be happy with what we have. That's because exactly it. we both keep going back to social media, but I think that that's just the generation we've um, yeah. we grew up in. That you look at the success of other people, and again, it's always oh, look right. at all that they have. But you know, I think it's fair to say that a lot of those people probably spent a lot of time trying to get the picture just right. And even the very first episode of this show, I interviewed Call Me Chris when she yes. from TikTok, who at the time only had 11 million followers, is now closer to 50, mm-hmm. which is just insane. And, you know, she's done things like gone up on stage and sang with Nickelback and crazy stuff like that. You know, when we were having the mental health conversation, she she alluded to the fact that, you know, that's just what gets posted. That's just what the world see, what she wants the world to see. She There was only one TikTok of hers that I've seen. It's possible she's posted more since then where she literally just laid on the floor and her dog came up and snuggled her. Mm -hmm. And it was like that. And that is probably more common than getting flown to the top of a mountain and singing with Nickelback. But in that same token, that's not what people want to see. And that's what that's what people think that they should keep to themselves. And, you know, maybe if this Instagram culture was different, if we were able to post more real moments in our lives without facing backlash about it or feeling bad about it, maybe we'd kind of all feel better about ourselves. But of course, we just want to, as they say, stunt for the gram. I don't know what that means, but you keep saying it, so I believe it's a I thing. I feel like I've, I've explained it. I feel like you it's understand entire, it by this point. <laughs> it's entirely possible that I understand it. it. It seems like such a, a nothing thing, but I think about the way society works, at least here in North America and in the GTA in Toronto, is that 
you almost feel pressured to like certain things as if being if you're not a Leafs fan what the hell's wrong with you if you don't like the tragically hip and so on and mm-hmm. so forth like you almost have to like these things if you don't like these things then they end up just being like oh what what's wrong with you yeah. they're great and blah 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 am I alone in that feeling because full disclosure I think the tragically hip is completely overrated <laughs> But I always get people that scoff at me over that. Like, oh, my God, they're so great. New Orleans is sinking is amazing. Like, so what? You like that song. I don't. That doesn't. Why should I feel pressured to like a band just because you do? Right. Yeah. And I think, again, mainstream media, social media has a lot to do with that. Like, I mean, for instance, Drake. I, I'm a fan of Drake, but Eh. like, I'm just I'm over the things that he's been doing on Instagram and things like that. But. I feel like I shouldn't be voicing that opinion because it, it's not cool to not like Drake, especially if you're from Toronto or the GTA. Like, how can you not like Drake? How dare you? Like, Drake is being an idiot on social media. Let me just say that. There you go. And, I mean, and I, as a fan, can admit that. But am I going to go on Instagram and say that? Probably not. That is opinion I probably will keep to myself. You can say that, but the reality is if you say something like that, you just get bombarded with mm-hmm. what's wrong with you, that's a poor take, and and, yep. and on and on and on and on. But regardless, let's end with some positivity. Um, based on my very basic knowledge of science, I come to the analogy that pressure makes diamonds. With that being said, do you think that it's fair to say that there is good to be found in facing external pressure and that... You know, we can use the pressure we face from the outside world to drive us forward, or is this entirely just a get off me kind of scenario? As you said, pressure creates diamonds. So if you are working towards something and you're working really hard, you will receive the payoffs of it. You will reap the benefits of it. So, you know, but you should be working hard for yourself and they should be pressures set on your own terms, not by what somebody else is telling you you should be doing. I couldn't have said it any better myself, but that's why I bring guests like you on. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Phil. If you or someone you love is struggling with mental health concerns, contact a local agency near you. This has been Mental Health Moments, brought to you by 105.9 The Region. Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.